Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is October 15th, 2018. It's early Monday morning and I have writer's block. This is a little frustrating because I should have lots to write about. Last week saw a surge in volatility with the S&P 500 falling by 5% on Wednesday and Thursday combined. Even with a rally on Friday, large cap US stocks have now fallen in seven of the last eight sessions. The problem is that it's pretty hard to latch onto a theme behind the tumble. Some have said that it is an over, overheating pressures. However, CPI data last week were pretty reassuring on this score, with headline prices up just 2.3% year-over-year and core CPI up just 2.2%. These CPI numbers should translate into increases of 2.2% and 1.9% year-over-year for the September headline and core consumption deflators, respectively. While there could yet be some impact from rising wages, productivity growth appears to have picked up somewhat in recent quarters, limiting any gain in unit labor costs. And although high oil prices and tariffs could feed through to somewhat higher inflation in the months ahead, there's little sign of a broad increase in inflationary pressures. Real economic growth also shows few worrying signs of overheating. Data due out this week should be mixed, with strong retail sales and inventory data being offset by continued weakness in housing starts and existing home sales. Economic growth in the third quarter appears to have been solid, with our model suggesting an annualized growth rate of between 2.5% and 3%. However, much of this growth has come from inventory stockpiling, suggesting less momentum in the fourth quarter and into next year. Another possible theme could have been worries about earnings. However, through last Thursday, of the 22 S&P 500 companies that reported third quarter results, 19 had beaten expectations. In addition, the ratio of negative pre-announcements to positive pre-announcements has only risen to normal levels following two very optimistic pre-announcement seasons before the first and second quarters. So far, Despite grumbling about tariffs, U.S. companies appear to be continuing to churn out profits, with S&P 500 operating earnings per share growth likely topping 25% year-over-year last quarter for the third quarter in a row. With a sell-off last week, U.S. large-cap stocks ended at very close to the 16.1 average forward P.E. ratio of the last 25 years, suggesting no overarching valuation issue. Concerns about the rest of the world in general, and China in particular, have also been suggested as a theme for the tumble. However, PMI data from Europe and Japan remained solid in September, and both appear to have good momentum entering the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, although this week's Chinese GDP report will likely show continued slowing, Chinese authorities are clearly taking steps to improve lending and have shown themselves to be adept at micromanagement for many years. Finally, there's the notion that the Federal Reserve is too aggressive, with some suggesting their actions are crazy or loco. I don't know what the Fed governors and presidents will be dressing up for as this Halloween. However, no amount of costuming or face paint could transform them into wild and crazy guys. The Fed has been raising rates at a pace of 0.25% per quarter over the past year, far below the average 2.5% annual pace of tightening they implemented in the last five tightening cycles. Even with the moves they've taken so far, the federal funds rate, now in a range of 2% to 2.25%, barely matches core CPI inflation, essentially implying a real short-term interest rate of close to zero. To put this in context, this represents easier monetary policy than was in place for 80% of the time in the 50 years before the financial crisis. 
The Fed will likely continue to raise rates in a gradual way, boosting the federal funds rate in December and at their meetings in March and June of next year. However, this should be well understood by financial markets and shouldn't in itself lead to a sharp fall in stock prices. And so, I'm left without a theme for the tumble. However, this is perhaps significant in itself. For the most part, a big correction needs a theme. In the 2007-2009 market, the theme was the collapse of the housing bubble and the extraordinary edifice of leverage and derivative bets that were built upon it. In the 2000-2002 bear market, the theme was the extreme overvaluation of many tech and internet companies. As of today, we don't have such a theme, and that should limit the depth of any immediate market decline. However, that doesn't mean that such a theme couldn't develop in the months ahead. Because of this, investors will be well advised to consider whether market movements have added unintended risks to their portfolios in the last few years. In other words, a tumble without a theme is not so much a signal to sell, but a reminder to rebalance. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.